And so when using that phrase, if God made it, we consume it. He put on this earth all the food that we needed. You know, when you really boil down to like thinking through like when he created, when he created earth, right? All of Genesis <laughs> and really just diving into, okay, having an understand like these things fuel us in a certain way, every single thing that we can consume and that it fuels us in different ways in concerns to the vitamins that we need, the sunshine, like all of those things are healthy ways that we can live. And he already did all that for us. So when you start to like the candies or as you said, like the Oreos, like those are all, as my kids say, man-made, man-made, like man-made that, not God. And so sometimes we have to look at what we are consuming. And if God didn't create it, then let's minimize it. Welcome to the Faith Inspire podcast by Faith and Gather. I'm your host, Erica Dvorak. Join me and the Faith and Gather community as we become faith-inspired to tackle the messy and embrace the beautiful areas of life. We're going to meet you right where you're at, right when you need it, by helping you live a less stressed, more joy-filled life lived by bold faith and walking in obedience. You have a God-sized calling, but you don't have to choose between your sanity or juggling it all. We'll keep you one step ahead, armed with knowledge to fight your everyday battles and live a life faith-inspired. Because faith is not just a belief. It's a lifestyle. Come on, let's get it. I will be the first to admit that I struggle with implementing a healthy household. For this health nut gone MIA, that's a hard pill to swallow. I went from working out five days a week and eating super healthy 90% of the time to eating packaged ramen for lunch two days a week and working out once or twice a week if I'm lucky. Finding a rhythm and flow for good health with my family and me has been hard. I wonder if that sounds like something you struggle with too. My guest, Chase Williams, has been in love with some form of fitness her entire life. With her business, Chase Lynn Fitness, she supports mothers to put themselves first in their fitness journey and ultimately create a household of health. As a result, she is able to give a sustainable outlook to eating, movement, and a mindset that will continue to empower the next generations, which is exactly what she talks about in this episode. After chatting with Chase, I feel ready to create a new flow of health in my home that works for our entire family. So settle in, grab your protein drink, and get ready to hear how you can establish and simplify a healthy household. Chase, a big welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast. Awesome. I'm so excited to chat with you today. I am too. Okay, I know right before we jumped on, I told you this, but it was a series of media yes for me when you reached out to be on the podcast because you used the fine tool of video in your pitching efforts. And I was just so blown away by that as a marketing gal. I was like, I love your drive. I just love that. So it spoke volume. So congrats on that for getting me with your marketing tactics. I love that. But also what sealed the deal after I watched your video and I looked at your stuff this is the ultimate that sealed the deal for me was you being a fitness gal and your love for chips and salsa. Oh my God. <laughs> that is so funny. You bring that up. I am seriously. Yes. Yes. People are like, Oh, what is your thing? You're like, you know, guilty pressure. And I'm like, Oh, chips and salsa. <laughs> yes. It is my absolute favorite. And I have people constantly like they'll bring me 
like different flavors, different types of chips, different types of salsas. Like, yes, hands down. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So, so that leads to one of my first questions before we get into, I want to know about you and your background story, but what is your favorite chips and salsa? So here in Texas, we have a grocery store called HEB and they make a, it's called Mi Casina. Everything in there is all natural. There's no additives or nothing like that. So once you open it, you can only have it for like a week. So everything in there is spices, veggies, and it has like the perfect consistency of tomato and spice, but not so spicy. Like you have to keep eating. Like it's just, it's just the perfect, (laughs) the perfect combo. Oh my goodness. I'm going to have to go down to Texas and grab myself some of that. It sounds (laughs) so good. Yes. Oh my goodness. I love that. And I love that it has like a week expiration date because then you don't feel guilty. You're like, I have to eat this before it (laughs) actually expires. For sure. We usually have like three in the refrigerator because I eat it on uh, chips and salsa. Like we are big taco eaters. Like we have tacos like three times a week. (laughs) And through that, like we go through one container, which is, you know, I don't know, like two to three inches high maybe five inches in diameter. And I seriously will go through that within three days. So we constantly have backups. (laughs) I love it. Oh, I love it. Ladies, go down to Texas and get yourself some of that. (laughs) So we are, you mentioned natural and you will get a little bit into your background, but really today you and I are going to chat about establishing and simplifying a healthy household. So I right now, true honesty, I'm in the thick of a season where my health has taken a back seat due to my two young kiddos and then a lack of sleep and running a business. Um, Basically, busy has kind of crept in for me, um, and my health has suffered a little bit because of it. I, by nature, really am someone who loves health and loves working out and being super, super healthy. So this has been a huge turn of events for me. You know, I used to be working out five days a week. And now I think I did my first one this morning in like two weeks because life just has kind of gotten a little crazy for me and I need to get back at it. And I know I'm not alone in that. I know there's so many mamas that I talk to that feel the same way. And that is why I'm excited to chat with you today, just to really get your insights about how to run a healthy household. But before we get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and then your story? I'm a mom of three uh, currently, (laughs) but before I was a mom, I was a gymnastics coach, cheer coach, and ran an all-star cheer program um, in my hometown. And I always thought like, I am going to be able to impact these children. Like I am going to be able to, you know, be able to give them tools and support. Like this is going to be so impactful for them. And then after a couple of years of like spending time with the kids, I realized, wait, I'm only seeing them like five to six hours a week, especially like the competitive side. And as I started really looking into it, I was like, wait, the parents are having more of an influence on these children. It's not just me as a cheer coach. And so when I really started to dig into, okay, how can I really impact the next generation? Like, what is this going to look like? I then kind of shifted from coaching, cheer, gymnastics, shifted into personal training, shifted into group fitness classes. Um, So then I now wasn't working with the children. I'm now coaching still in a capacity, but now I was working with adults. Over the years, like I've done handfuls of different sales jobs, I was just trying to find myself in my 20s. 
And, you know, like, where do I fit? Like, what am I supposed to do forever? And that's kind of where I just, God just, he pours that into me, like the coaching piece, like leading people and coaching and just, oh, like seeing people's like vision for them and being able to like pull it out of them. Like, let's get there, you know? And so um, when it comes to, you know, kind of transitioning into like my own company now, Chase Lynn Fitness, uh, that really took COVID and me realizing, wait, I can't just do workouts. Like I can't just be leading people through workouts thinking I'm going to have an impact on, again, the next generation. Like thinking, okay, I'm going to help them be active and they're going to be able to be active with their kids. And then as we went through COVID, right, in 2020, where the world shut down and I really stepped back and watched how people needed more support. They needed more guidance. Like the mental health came into play, you know, where everyone was kind of like, stepping back or either disconnecting themselves or whatever those things. I was like, okay, God's le- he's pushing me to go a different direction. And that's kind of how Chaseland Fitness became two years ago. Like it's very new for my actual company, but I've been in the industry for 11 years. And so <laughs> um, I guess kind of at this point now, like I work with women and moms and basically help them create a household of help. What a story. And I love how God works. He takes everything that we've done and works it for good. And you're always like, where are you taking me? Especially the sales. You're like, why well, was in sales? Well, now as a business owner, you need sales. I'm figuring that out. Like you need to know sales hardcore. So, yes. Yes. <laughs> so you know, all those little avenues that he took you now here with Chaseland Fitness. That's awesome. So you mentioned that you have three children. What are some of the challenges you faced when you first started trying to integrate a healthy home? Sometimes I'm like, God, I can't believe you gave me three. (laughs) And I have three girls. So the elevation of them needing space and emotional space is kind of a lot sometimes. Currently, I have a seven, a three, and a one-year-old. And people always like, well, how do you do it all? And I'm like, I don't know. But I mean, I figured a few things out over the years and especially in like fitness, nutrition, and just pulling all of that into the home. God equipped us as moms to be the leader in that, in that emotional space. And when it comes to the kids and it comes to kind of leading what they're doing, yes, yes, my husband's a leader of the household. Yes, he, our responsibilities are a lot different, but when it comes to like kind of those core values and, and things in the home, when it comes to the food and when it comes to movement, uh, when it comes to schedules, like a lot of that kind of falls on, on the mom and early on, like when I first found out I was pregnant, um, with my first, I was one, I had a really unhealthy, even though I was in fitness, like I was super unhealthy with like my eating, with my routine. And when I found out I was pregnant with my first one, I was like, oh, I've got some work to do because I'm about to have to lead this human in this world. And what is really the most important thing that I need to make sure I'm doing in order to, you know, instill that in her? You know what I mean? And make sure that we're doing things in our home that is going to be beneficial for them long-term. Movement, activities, and of course, Christ, like those are the biggest ones. And then of course, the eating. So Christ, (laughs) uh, nutrition, movement, and everything else kind of falls into place outside of that because our curriculum, our homeschool stuff, everything goes under that same window or the same umbrella. And it all pours back into 
our relationship with Jesus, you know? And so I use this a phrase, I'm going to, I'm going to share this with you because people are like, well, how do you, my kids just don't want to eat. They don't want to eat veggies or they don't want to eat fruit or whatever the thing may be. Right. And when I, our conversation at home is, well, did God make this? And because when you really dig into the nutrition side of stuff, now so much is available, right? Like a lot of processed foods, the food dyes, like then you get overwhelmed. Like what is healthy? And it's like, okay, well, this package says all natural or organic or whatever. And yes, there's, you know, that conversation is pretty deep, but in the grand scheme of things to simplify it and, and what I've coached my clients to do as well is if God made it, we consume it. And so that conversation comes up often. And that's why that salsa was so important to me because it everything in there, God created <laughs> when it comes to the spices, when it comes to the veggies and teaching that to the girls um, in our house. And, you know, again, a, a tool that my clients use as well. I love that. Did God make this? If God made it, we can consume it. That's what I'm going to use with my kiddo because right now, We've gotten on a bad track. I will tell you, I don't know where it started, but it had to be a couple of years ago because he's four years old now. He gets a treat every night after dinner. And now it's like, that's the only thing on his mind as he's eating dinner. And I'm like, how do we reverse this? How can we dig ourselves out of this? Or at least, you know, have him think of a treat as grapes instead of Oreos or all the Halloween candy or whatever it may be. Do you have maybe any mistakes that you've done with your children, kind of like that? And I hate to say mistakes. They're all learnings. Have you had learnings with your children like that? And what are things that moms can implement to kind of dig themselves out of that and start really instilling those healthy habits with their children Mm. and themselves? Yeah, for sure. Um, It definitely is a process. A lot of people are like, well, I want to go all in, you know, and they want to just go clean slate. And I'm like, it's, that's not how it rolls. Like we, it's all a little process, little bit at a time. And I kind of giggle when you say you said that story because we have the same issue in our house. I'm not even joking. And why I say issue is I have a hard time with it because one sugar intake is a big thing in my house. Like we watch what the sugar, because a lot of things and a lot of food has added sugar. And I'm not talking about fruit sugar, things out of fruit. I'm talking about, you know, yogurts or, you know, other things, peanut butters, like other things that they might be consuming that has sugar cereals. And so when we look at their whole day and really kind of evaluate, like, what did they consume? What kind of day did we have? Is it an opportunity for a treat at night? Did we have ice cream? Did we, what are we celebrating? Like, what did, what did the day look like? And so when it comes to kind of evaluating either the sugar, just to your point or your, to your story, it's really just going off of what did the day bring and do we have room to do more? And if not, then that's a conversation. Be like, hey, well, let's talk about what kind of foods we ate today. Like, what do you think our body needs now, now that you've kind of gone through your day? And so those are kind of some of the conversations we teach our girls. And also what we talk to our clients about is, it's more of a teaching, right? Because as parents, it's not our job to tell them all the time. Like you do, you do, you do. No, 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 no. Or yes, 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 yes. It's our role is to educate. Our role is to teach. Our role is to empower them to be independent thinkers. 
And in order for us to do that, there's a lot of questions, a lot of discussion. And so when it comes to, like, as you said, your son is expecting a treat at night. Well, maybe that can be shifted into, again, we do the exact same thing with treat at night, <laughs> but the, the conversation can be shifted in, hey, well, what did our day look like? Hey, what do you feel your body might be needing? You know, does your body need more sugar? Like, what time is it? Like, you know, and start to discuss how your body responds to sugar and the good, the bad. And then that way they start to understand, okay, I'm about to go to sleep. Do I really need to like hype up my body? You know? And so sometimes just understanding what certain foods do to their body um, is also a great tool as well. I know you asked like something we do. I totally resonated with the treat at night thing. And that was also not I did not roll that out to our family. <laughs> My husband did. <laughs> and I'm always like, babe, please stop giving them candy. We do like a 30-minute nighttime TV time. Families all together. We're all sitting together and the girls get their little treat. They get their TV time. We get snuggles. And that's kind of just turned into a, you know, they get five to 10 M&Ms or whatever, but little at a time. And if it really is like a, a progressing of what is in the pantry, and if if there is a high consumption of, of sugar, well, maybe we could start minimizing where the sugar is. And again, going through a little small process to evaluate what food intake is happening in the kids' food. Arming yourself with the knowledge to understand. So for me, being a health nut, I do understand what sugar does to your body. And I understand even more as becoming an adult, you know, you knew it in your mind. And then I think as you get older, you actually start to feel it a little bit more. For me, if I have sugar too late at night, I wake up in the morning and I feel like I'm hungover. And it's just from <laughs> consuming too much sugar the night before. So you understand it that way. But understanding your body and how the foods you put into it work, and then being able to then relay that to your children. And I should say, you know, the mission for me and I think for others as well is to not, you know, not have them not enjoy those delicious little treats. You know, we should want them to have that, but it's viewing food and a healthy lifestyle in a way of like respecting our bodies that the Lord wants us to use our bodies as a temple and a vessel. I have to agree. And I think, as you said, that's what God wants us to do. Right. And so when using that phrase, if God made it, we consume it. He put on this earth all the food that we needed. You know, when you really boil down to like thinking through like when he created, when he created earth, right? All of Genesis <laughs> and really just diving into, okay, having an understand like these things fuel us in a certain way. Every single thing that we can consume and that it fuels us in different ways in concerns to the vitamins that we need, the sunshine, like all of those things are healthy ways that we can live. And he already did all that for us. So when you start to like the candies or as you said, like the Oreos, like those are all, as my kids say, man-made, man-made, like man-made that, not God. And so sometimes we have to look at what we are consuming. And if God didn't create it, then let's minimize it. It doesn't need to be all the time. But when people say, oh, your kids probably don't even eat at birthday parties. I'm like, yes, I do. Like we enjoy the cake. I eat the cake. 
they eat the cake. Both of them like cupcakes over cake, which I'm like, it's the same thing. But, <laughs> you know, but I, it's not about depriving. It's not about minimizing and saying you can't have this type of food. And same thing when it comes to like the dyes and the color, artificial sweeteners and all the stuff that we could, of course, make an entire list of ways that we don't live or that we don't want to consume. But just having a more awareness around it, I think, is a better direction than being like, I'm not having it you know, with a big X across it. And so, um, cause again, it's about educating, it's about learning, it's about, you know, making sure you're giving your body what it needs to perform at its best capacity. Yeah. By putting that big X, I think it's like doing diets for yourself. You end up, it ends up backfiring most of the time. I don't really know anybody who's done a successful diet and not, not gone, you know, off the wagon. So the same with your kids, like by telling them whenever I tell my son, no, he finds a way to combat it or it just doesn't work out that well. And so I can imagine this is just a much better way to come at it. So you mentioned some of the things that your house does, but really what are other lifestyle, like with your lifestyle, what are other ways that you implement health into your household, maybe as a whole? Oh, sure. I like that question. So, uh, we are very active, uh, active outside, active on the bike. We do a lot of things where, you know, in the afternoon, like we have certain routines throughout the day that involve, as I said, outside time. We have playtime for the kids where it's, um, where we actually go to the park. We have outside play, like yard play. And then the third piece would also be our afternoon walks. And so once the baby gets up from that afternoon nap, like we load up in the strollers, the two bigs are on their their bikes and we do like a mile and a half loop, come back to the house. And so it's something that has, it's the same almost every day to where they know, okay, after morning snack, we have outside play. You know, after lunch, we do the park. And then after naps, we then do the walk. And so those kind of things are in the day every single day. And the process there they know what to expect. And so I also too, like making sure I'm scheduling my own personal workouts have to be at 5am. I have three kids. It wasn't that way all the time when I only had one or two, (laughs) but adding that third one in there, it just got a little more difficult. So if it doesn't happen at 5am, that's pretty much the only time. (laughs) And so 4.30 wake up days for me as a mom. And then it also allows me okay, I have my workout time. I have my Jesus time. I have my journal time. And then I'm able to like put breakfast together. You know, they come out of their room and breakfast is on the table and there's no like, I don't want this. I don't want this. I don't want this. Like it's already taken care of. And then they don't have, yes, it's great for them to have opinions, but with three kids, they would all have a different opinion. And I'm making three different meals and my own meal. And so really just making sure we're on top of like routines and schedules, which is really big in how I teach my clients to think as well. Like it has to be a consistent thing. And in order to get into consistency, you have to just take action. And a lot of people are like, well, I'm not motivated. And I'm like, well, you know, motivation is going to come and go. (laughs) That is not something that sticks around very long. So the action and the discipline is going to be able to pull you forward into making it happen all the time. And even though you may go for, you know, after naps, as an example, 
if I was doing this and hadn't had a routine of, you know, walks in our routine, then I would really just be like, okay, kids are up. I load them up and we go walk for five minutes. And that would be start getting in that rhythm of like, okay, we walk to the stop sign and back, or we walk, you know, three houses down and back. So then they start getting to the rhythm of, oh, this is what's going to happen. And then work your way up to a mile, two miles with the kids. Because I know when the first time I've taken the baby, like when she was littler, like we couldn't even go without her screaming, you know? And so every season is going to be looking a little bit different, but as she's grown a little bit, like she knows when I put her in that stroller, she knows how long she's going to be gone. And she didn't even scream anymore because she's like, oh, this is what I do after my afternoon nap. Like this is just the normal thing, you know? And so getting little bit at a time is going to do you so much good down the road to be able to get that into momentum. Establishing those rhythms within your family. And you are just so blessed to be able to be home with your kiddos. And then there's some mamas that, you know, work outside of the home. And so it's just establishing the rhythm, like whatever works for you with that action after work, when you pick up the kiddos, having some sort of physical activity. And I do want to say what you had said about that morning routine. We talk about morning routines a lot in this podcast, so it may sound redundant for the listeners, but it's so important because how you start your day is really how your day is going to flow for the most part. And you had mentioned like waking up at 4.30 and starting your workout at 5. Like that's that's generally my day too. And I know when women hear that, they're like, absolutely not. But again, I will stress that like if you are saying that you don't have enough me time or time with the Lord, the way you can do that, the only way I have found that you can do that is by carving out more time in your day in the morning because you're not going to get it in the middle of the day. You're not going to get it at night because you're going to be exhausted. It's carving out that time in the morning. And so just another nudge because you've heard it a lot if you've listened to this podcast, but another nudge just to really find time in your morning to get movement in and time with the Lord. I think when you come into the morning routines, a lot of people say, oh, I'm, I'm so exhausted. Like I'm not able to get up in the morning. And so I just want to add on to that. If you are looking to make more time for yourself and be more consistent with having a little more me time and Jesus time and workout time, the best thing to do is just one, get started. If it's again, a progress, 15 minutes, 15 minute increments over the, you know, a series of a month. And then before you know it, you're up at 4.30. And what's also hard too is some people are like, oh, I only do 4.30 on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. What it does is it messes with your sleep rhythm because then you're like, you know, you'll have an early morning, but then you, and then you go to sleep and you have a good sleeping routine and then you're having weird sleep nights. And so in order to get into like a full on, sleeping routine as well, because that's also too, that people are saying like, Oh, I can't do four 30 or I can't do 5am cause I need sleep. I'm like, well, the more that you get into that consistent rhythm of early morning wakeups, then your night times you're like, Hey, I'm asleep before 10. Like that's like not even a, a negotiable anymore is because then you're not staying up and messing with sleep rhythms. And so it all kind of flows together. Yeah, your body is so smart and it'll adjust to that. I actually don't even really set an alarm anymore unless I need to wake up at like 4 a.m. But really this morning, I woke up at 4.45 without an alarm. My body was ready to go. And I think if you once you set those rhythms, your body will have that internal clock and it'll just help 
help you out. And I can do that because I work from home and my kiddos go to school a little bit later. And I know a lot of mamas can't do that because they've got, they got to get their butts into work and, and get things done. But it does say that like you can set that internal clock within you. You mentioned cooking meals for kiddos. And as I meet with women and talk with women, this is like one of the number one things that we would get rid of in a heartbeat. (laughs) Just like it is that added stressor of every single day that we have to think about what we're making for everybody, what's going to work for everyone, the time that we have, a lot of Women just don't have time more than like 30 minutes to get a meal going. So I'm a total sucker for quick recipe ideas that are honestly healthy for the family because you can Google and get quick recipe ideas, but they're just laden with, you know, just a bunch of stuff that you don't want to put in your body and in your children's body and your husband's body. So what are your go-tos when you have, when you don't have much time, but really need to feed several bellies? Very good question. So what's kind of funny in our household, my husband is the cook. (laughs) However, yeah, he is uh, by far anytime he makes food, like my mouth is watering just thinking at how good he's he's so good in the kitchen. Um, And that's funny because I put that in my Bible when I was in middle school. I was like, my husband has to cook. And uh, God provided, but... (laughs) But I will say when he travels a lot, and so he does anywhere from two to three nights a week where he's out of town. And so a couple things that we do in our house to simplify that overwhelm of like, what am I going to make? We batch cook protein on the weekends, and that way it's always ready. And the biggest thing, I guess, when it comes to keeping things simple is again, back to that conversation of if God created it, we consume it. And we stick with like a protein, veggie or fruit. Usually with the kids, they always have some sort of fruit. Um, We usually have anywhere from three to six different types of fruit in our house because we are a very high fruit consuming family, um, especially with the kids under, you know, seven years old. So protein, veggies, some type of starch or carb in concerns to that, like a rice, sweet potato, golden potatoes, like those are all kinds of things that the kids really enjoy. And just keeping it simple. Like it seriously takes, even if you were to just throw fish in the oven, it takes 11 minutes to make fish. And everyone on the house can eat some fish. You know what I mean? And so it goes real fast. It's super efficient. And same with rice. Those things are always really easy to do. And a pan of broccoli, spray it down a little bit with your oil and then salt and pepper, a little bit of Parmesan, boom. You now have rice, uh, fish, broccoli, and everyone consumes that because you're also going to throw fruit on the kids' plates as well. And so we we also, too, put in that into r- rhythm is where the kids aren't like, I don't eat that. Even if it's something new, we do a little bit of the something new. And we always try everything on our plate because even if they say, I don't like broccoli, it could be the type of broccoli. It could be how we cook the broccoli. Cause you, as you know, like you can steam broccoli, you can roast broccoli, you can have fresh broccoli, you can have broccoli with ranch, broccoli with cheese. And so it just, for them to just be like, I don't like broccoli and be like, okay, well, this is a new way to try broccoli. And so then they would, you know, again, just having a variety of, of foods to consume through that process. 
So just a little bit, a little tip there if, uh, if, if picky eaters is something in the household. <laughs> That's a great tip because we do, um, Benton, my son, used to not be a picky eater. And then now he's just adopted it from somewhere. I think kids at class or, you know, maybe they just grow into that. So that's a good approach to it. Just, you know, broccoli isn't just broccoli. You can add flavor to it, taste to it and have that conversation of, Hey, what would you like it to make, make it taste better? Like last night I made chili and he was like, I don't like chili. I don't want it. And I was like, well, what if we put a little cheese on it? And then he ate the chili. So (laughs) just, just to your point. Made it work and he consumed the healthy chili with the protein. So that was really good. Well, this has been super helpful for me. And I know that other women who are listening, I'm sure, got just a ton of little tidbits for their families. Um, You know, just like the broccoli technique or saying, you know, did God make it and have them view things with a different lens. So thank you for providing that. I do want to give you a moment to talk about what you offer, so what services you offer, and then how women can connect with you um, via your website or social media and then any other um, things that you want to share. I love it. Yeah. So uh, again, I'm a certified personal trainer and nutritionist for the past 11 years. And you can find me on, of course, all the social media stuff. Uh, Instagram at chaselynn252 is probably my biggest space to follow me where I put in a lot of my content. But I work with millennial women, high achieving millennial women, and we create, help you create a household of health. And so we have a 3M method that I have inside my Chaseland Fitness program, which is where we focus on mindset, macros, and movements. And we create a lifestyle that is sustainable and achievable. So yeah, but you're more than welcome to check out my website. It's chaselynwilliams.com. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And before we go, uh, Faith and Gather and Faith Inspired Podcast are really focused on bringing joy to our lives. And joy is found in Jesus, but there can be moments in our day where we find joy. So I want to know what brought you joy today. I got to see my three-year-old run around in dance class and watching her just be her own self. If we could just sit there and act like a three-year-old on the daily, I believe we would have so much joy. So I am going to later actually have a moment of joy with my children and just run around like crazy. Oh, that's so fun. I know. Why don't we just do that? My son will do the goofiest things and they bring joy to my heart. And I'm like, why can't I do that? I would never like feel, I'd never care about what people think about me, think how much stress that would relieve, you know, just all of that. Oh, thank you for sharing. They always bring out so much fun, so much joy. It was so great to have you on. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and your heart for healthy families and healthy mamas. Many thanks to you. I love being on here today. Thank you so much for having me, Erica. Yeah, thank you. A fitness and health expert that loves chips and salsa and is okay with eating cake at celebrations is my kind of woman. Chase understands the balance of living life well and nourishing our mind, body, and spirit with the good stuff while recognizing the realities of being human and running a household. As Chase said, start small and implement easy ways and mindsets to help you and your family establish a healthy rhythm and home. I'm starting with recognizing the foods God made and the genius idea of approaching broccoli in different ways. 
What will you start implementing with your family? I'm so grateful you spent time today listening to this episode. If you were encouraged by what you heard, share the love with other mamas you know and send them the link to this episode. Just think how many more mamas could be blessed with faith-inspired, healthy homes. Love and prayers, Erica. Congrats on saying yes to a life filled with joy and Jesus. If you want more, head to faithinspiredpodcast.com for show notes and links to all the resources mentioned in today's episode. Be sure to subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform to stay faith-inspired. And remember, faith is not just a belief, it's a lifestyle.